What's up, guys? I'm Sean Lights Out Merriman, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolt Podcast. Thanks for listening. Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts Podcast. It's that time, guys. It's the big week. It's Chiefs week, or as Woz calls it, 50 Burger Week. I don't even know who he is. Mahomes? Mah- 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 I don't know. Whatever, whatever his name is. I mean, there's every chance. Hello and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and on this podcast, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game, and we bring you the hottest content around. It's that time, guys. It's the big week. It's Chiefs week, or as Woz calls it, 50-burger week. <laughs> we're, um, we're live from London. Oh, no, we're not. Because Woz and I got together in London, right in the heart of, of, of England, and we had technical issues and I got on a train, bombed it 250 miles and walked in the door to, you know, to a building site. But I'm here for you guys just in time to give you a Chiefs preview. We're going to be talking about uh, Pepsi Rookie of the Week. We're going to be talking about what we think the big key matchups are to stop Mahomes, for Herbert to succeed. And we're going to make our usual predictions. I am joined by three absolute heroes. First up, it is technical absolute idiot. Hey, John was Jr. First of all, thank you for rescuing my uh, phone charger from the hotel this morning. <laughs> and why didn't you wear that shirt last night? We could have got a free meal. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I just walked in for breakfast the day after and there was a charger that shirt. <laughs> pl- plugged in to exactly where Woz was sat. I'm like, he's left it, hasn't he? So I saved it, mate. You owe me one. Yeah. I'm also joined all the way across the pond, the guy that's been betraying us by going and talking to some Chiefs fans. You'll hit that you'll find that contact coming <laughs> to you soon. That is John Ayres. Howdy and welcome from the hashtag Herbert Hanger. Um, you know, it was a solemn day here on Monday as we reviewed a tough loss, but it's all positivity and sunshine today because we know it's time for Herbert to establish his dominance over that. Patrick Mahomes, whatever his name is, I don't even know. <laughs> no, no I, don't who is. I don't even know who he is. Mahomes, Mah- 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 I don't know. Whatever, whatever his name is. Uh, Mahomes. Herbert is 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 the one to watch there. So, and f- last but not least, the guy that probably could have bailed us out because he's a hero on Twitch. He knows all the technical stuff, but you know, he betrayed us by not coming into London. Should you know? Maybe we'll see you in a few <laughs> weeks at the uh, Tottenham game. Dan Hollywood King. How you doing, Bez? Yeah, I'm just trying to look forward to hopefully seeing you, you know, when we get together. I'm not, not, yeah, no spoilers. Love no spoilers. the shirt, mate. Dan, that is a cool jersey you're wearing, by the way. Oh, cheers. It's the, that uh, is incredible. It's the yellow Bosa. So. It's beautiful. Yeah, I, I just noticed again for the fifth week running, Bez hasn't got anything charges related on. That's what, $35? Shirts on near enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got curse. I, I call this, you know, um, my, my Curtis homage because he's, he loves all this. So this is a shout out to you, my friend. Um, <laughs> but what, what we're talking about, you know, we missed, we missed coming live for you from the capital, but even better, we're coming from California. We're coming from, Ricky, we're coming from Bolton, we're coming from Colchester. We, we, we're bringing you the content, so let's get straight on to it. It is the big one. I'm going to go straight to you, Was. Are we going to put a 50-burger on Mahomes, or are you streaking around Trafalgar Square again? To be fair, I can't see us scoring any more than 45 on Sunday. <laughs> That's poor, mate. That's poor. <laughs> so what are the big matchups? You know, we... We, 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 we beat them in garbage time game last year, but we lost the, the one that mattered earlier in the season. The teams seem to be quite similar in terms of scoring. The Chiefs 
32nd uh, defense. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Um, and 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 you know, I still feel as if it the emotions, the the, the pressures on us. Am I wrong to think that? Are we underdogs here? Should we be optimistic? John, you know, you spoke to the Chiefs guy. What was the, the general themes in your mind before the game? Well, I think um, there's an expression, you know, the immovable force versus the you know, unstoppable object or whatever it is, the immovable object, unstoppable force, whatever. And this game is kind of the opposite of that. It is the movable object versus the stoppable force. So what I mean by that is, uh, it, we as Chargers fans, we talked about this, how uncomfortable we are with our red zone success so far. So we are tied with the Buccaneers uh, <clears throat> for most trips into the red zone at 10 for, through the first two weeks. We've scored a touchdown three times, and that is awful. There's only seven other teams who've scored touchdowns less than us. That's not great. Um, however, <clears throat> the bright side of that and what the Chiefs uh, guys were talking about was that the Chiefs are – not good at all in the red zone. They were almost dead last last year at a 73% touchdown give up rate in the red zone. This year, they've got they've had uh, their opponents get into the red zone eight times and they've they've held them to anything less than a touchdown zero times. Meaning they've given up eight straight red zone touchdowns. So, the hope is that something's got to give and generally the offense scoring, I think, is more likely than the defense stopping them. Because, I mean, yeah, 32nd ranked defense. I mean, they are just, <clears throat> they're giving up, what, 7.6 yards per play. It's really not a good defense there. So I'm really hoping that we can turn around our red zone struggles and our offense can really capitalize. Because, I mean, if, if the Chargers just, I mean, 3 of 10 is bad. If they're just, if they're 5 of 10, if they have one more touchdown in each game in the red zone versus a field goal, they've won both games. Right. I mean, they already won the first game, but they would have beat Dallas if one of those red zone trips had been turned from a field goal into a touchdown or from a nothing to a touchdown. So, <clears throat> I mean, there probably would have been a ref penalty on that play, but you never mind. <laughs> That's true, too. Yeah. Like I said, not compounds on uh, field goals, but, you know, and, and they asked me about it. They said, hey, like, you know, it's another late loss for the Chargers. Are they the same Chargers? And I think we talked about this, you know, on the Monday's episode was lamented on this that, yeah, there's always that feeling that it's the same old Chargers, but it's not. If you look at it, it's different. There's a different reason here. And yeah, this one felt a little bit more like old Chargery Chargers, um, you know, with the with the missed field goal and, and, and penalties. But I still don't think that this team is choking away leads the way it used to. So uh, I've got a lot of positivity, but I say all that to really say, I still think the Chiefs are the favorite here and we're the underdogs coming in. I, I'm right with you. I mean, Dan, correct him. Tell him that, you know, it's you, you've got full confidence in this team and that you think we're going to blow Mahomes and his overrated Chiefs away. I I would, but I agree with John. Um, yeah. it's, it's hard not to. Like Andy Reid doesn't lose back-to-back -back games. Andy Reid doesn't end up with a losing record at any point. I just... It's it's a stretch to imagine it happening. Um, I mean, there, there's every chance. There's every chance, as you say, with the defense playing as badly as it is, and Herbert being Herbert, there's always a chance. Um, but I just think it's a slim chance. I think it's it's more likely that their defense kind of gets more into gear um, the more games they play. They get more into their rhythm, um, and yeah, I just, I'm looking forward to the game. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Not nervous? No, because I think I've already resigned to losing. 
You guys are killing me. Fan over there. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm the only one that has any kahunas to say the Chargers are going to beat the Chiefs. Look, I'll say, say it. I'll say, say it. <laughs> I wouldn't put money on it, but I'll say it all day long. <laughs> Chargers I, are going to destroy the Chiefs. 72. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think... We'll end up with a four and two record in this division. Well, that's what I thought before we we made a snap um, in week one. Now I think we'll probably come away with a defeat on Sunday and win when we come back to the West Coast. But there's a reason why both these teams are one and one this season. They've got some formidable weapons on offense. You look at the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes, as we call him now, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. There's no consistency. You know, Andy Reid did not set out this season to have a 32nd ranked defense, a 32nd ranked defense in in you know in the red zone. Daniel Sorensen has been horrendous. Okay, he's he's he's, he's missed more tackles he's than terrible. the entire Chargers team put he's together. We, and he's dirty so, as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of our some of our players that we expected to stand up this season haven't played or 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 haven't played well or are missing. We've got no consistency, and that is the key to being successful in the NFL. You can have six standout players, but if the rest of your roster are playing at a garbage level, you know, you're not going to win anything. And we don't need 11 superstars on defense. We don't need 11 superstars on offense. We need two or three on each, but we need consistency. And what I mean by consistency is the ability to execute, not giving away silly penalties. Not dropping the football, not fumbling, you know, not drawing, uh, being drawn into um, an offside situation where you, you, you know, you're losing yardage, and that's where both teams find themselves at the minute. The coaches have got a job to do. It's up to the players to get it into their head that they can do what's being asked of them, and that's where we're at. We don't know what we are at the minute as the Chargers. We're one on one. We saw a great team against uh, Washington. We saw spells against Dallas, and at times we were awful. Okay, you know I've watched the game back, and I was probably too upbeat about the defeat. Um, it, it, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been better, but it, it wasn't. We need to stop these silly mistakes, and it's not on the rookies either. It's some of our veteran players. You know, I don't particularly think that um, we had a we had a. a um, a great time up front protecting Herbert. Right tackle is a massive problem. Now, Chris Harris has got a, a wrist injury. Uh, sorry, uh, Chris Jones has got a wrist injury for the Chiefs. But I'm not reading too much into that. Demarcus Loris was out against Dallas. And they still uh, Michael Parsons now. absolutely destroyed us. We've got no run defence whatsoever. And that concerns me. We have to sort that out immediately. And if Chris Harris is not going to be available, which it doesn't look like he's going to be, where does that leave us again? Because uh, uh, Sante Samuel Jr. has played out of his skin for a rookie. Pepsi but, Rookie of the Week. Yeah, uh, but we need Harry. How many times did you all vote? I didn't. 60. I forgot. Oh, <laughs> it didn't matter. He still won. He still won. Because we have more fans than just no four fans. of us. <laughs> but I think I think one of the keys to the game on Sunday is is keeping Travis Kelsey quiet, and that's what the Ravens did. Challenge really hard work to do. They did. They kept and he, it busy. He is quiet of... two weeks in a row. Reed doesn't well, lose, and he doesn't. They get they kept it quiet at the line of scrimmage. Okay, they kept an eye on Tyreek Hill, but look at what the Chiefs still did. The Chiefs still put up a hell of a lot of points. On another day, they'd have blown a team out. It's whether or not Brandon Staley, Ronaldo Hill can put a game plan together 
<laughs> that looks at what the Ravens did. But at the same token, the, the Chiefs are going to come for us on Sunday and they're going to try and make us look like fools. And yeah, if we turn up with half a heart, we're going to come unstuck. I don't think we will. I, I, I Here's the thing, is that most times we play the Chiefs, we're their kryptonite and we push them close every time and we go toe-to-toe, toe-to-toe with them. Um, you know, we're always, it's, it's, they go and blow other teams out of the water in seasons past and we, we're right there with them, putting in a good performance, sometimes beating them, sometimes, you know, coming close enough. I think this is going to be different. I think Mahomes is going to have a field day. I think he's going to rip our defence to pieces. He's going to put up a lot of points. But guess what? Herbert's going to have a day and we're going to win. We're going to win, boys. There you go. I've said it. Herbert's going to find his rhythm. He's going to absolutely abuse Eckler. He's going to, we're going to have some trickery. We're going to use Mike Williams again. He's going to maintain his form because I picked him up in fantasy and I want him to win me. <laughs> um, the prob- I- look, the problem with the Chargers offence at the minute, we're finding ourselves in too many third and long situations. And for the new listeners, and we're doing well to, in those third and longs. Yeah, but we, we need are. to stop. Bails out every time. We need to stop that third and long talking seven plus yards. And Alan and Mike Williams will always get us out of a jam. But we shouldn't find ourselves in that position in the first instance. John is our offensive guru, and he will tell you from not studying his sandwiches how how good Justin Herbert's been, despite throwing three picks this um, in in two weeks. Had it not been for Herbert against Dallas, we wouldn't have even been in that game. John, am I right? You're absolutely true. I mean, honestly, if you go look at the stats, um, as amazing as Herbert's stats are right now, uh, if you go through and track uh, penalties, he's had 300 yards and about uh, about 300 yards and three touchdowns revoked because of penalty. So whether or not those were justified, I, I, I'm not going to go back and say all of those should have been overturned. But I'm just saying, if you could tack on 200 of those yards and two of those touchdowns, again, we don't. no one would be talking any kind of regression. You know, some people are trying to point to the red zone stats as regression in a sophomore slump or whatever, but that's ridiculous. I think Herbert's really carrying this team on his shoulders. And, you know, it's been it's been borne out by how they're running the offense. And again, maybe it has something to do with, you know, facing a stout defensive front like Washington and then the way that, uh, Dallas's defensive front was able to manage our our our, our yeah our O line and just manhandle them. But you know they've really put the entire offense on Herbert. I mean we had I want to say twelve rushing attempts in in game one uh, versus Dallas. We had nineteen attempts. However, four of them were Herbert. So really we only had fifteen rushing attempts. So. I mean, they've obviously decided, look, the best way for this team to move forward is to throw the ball. And honestly, it's been working. Yes, the that third down rate is pretty is pretty high. But uh, another another rate that's very low is our third down um, or is our three and outs. Right. How often is this team going three and out? They're going like six point six point three percent was my number. Six point three percent. That's number one in the league. Yeah, on three yeah. and outs, right? That's an impressive rate, right? Because, I mean, yeah. if you're going three and out, you're not giving your defense any time to rest. You're not getting any momentum. You're not flipping the field on them. You're you're losing the position. It's everything else going, but they're not going three and out. You know, they've got the, their fifth in offensive yards. They're uh, number one in average yards per drive. It, they're just they just having a slight issue in the hiccup of points scored, right? They're 25th in points scored. They're three and 10 in the red zone, right? If, if we can clean up some of these issues and we can start – turning those red zone trips into touchdowns, this is going to be viewed as one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah. And it's because of Herbert. It's because of that dime throw he makes over Trayvon Diggs uh, into Williams. I mean, that thing, I mean, I've that seen that thing ridiculous. a million times and it's still amazing every time I see it, you know, I mean, Cheap I mode. just think, 
I just think, and I was telling the guys, they were asking me, Hey, has Herbert, has Herbert regressed or is he making any improvements in year two? Like, what are you guys seeing so far? And I tell him, look, absolutely. He's taking steps forward and the stats may not bear it out. Cause he doesn't have a bunch of big touchdown throws yet. Again, some of those penalties, some of those, just the scheme hasn't been, hasn't dictated that. I think teams, again, they're playing more high safety. They're playing more uh, deep uh, max protect and allowing Herbert to kind of pick them apart because they don't want to get burned by that giant arm. So I don't think it's necessarily that we're not taking deep shots. I think it's that they're protecting against our deep shots better. But I said, you know what? It, the number one thing that I'm looking at to see, hey, is Herbert any better this year? Is I'm looking at his stats from a clean pocket. I'm watching him sit in the pocket when he has time. And again, a lot of that was in week one because week mm -hmm. two, he didn't have much time. But when he does have a clean pocket, he's making great throws. Yeah. Uh, in year one, we saw a lot of those mishap throws where he's just sitting in the pocket he's got a wide open like hunter henry streaking down the middle and he overthrows him or throws it behind mike williams or whatever right and we we have seen a lot less of those errant throws this year uh and that to me is showing he, that he he's hasn't missed a single throw to henry this year no it's, not, not it's, it's great <laughs> one thing i like about herbert is he looks looks so cool under pressure i think we gave up uh 18 pressures against Dallas. Nine were attributed to Storm Norton. And I can't remember who it was who was chasing him down the sideline at one bit. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm not bothered. Come and get me. I don't care. But he's so cool. Um, and his, his quick release as well, I think he's something like 2.6 seconds average uh, yeah. to get the ball out of his hands versus Mahomes at 2.66. So his numbers are very similar. And we know how good Mahomes is. And, yeah. you know, I love Philip Rivers. He's probably going to be... what go down as one of my top three favorite NFL players. But I wonder how many times Rivers would have been sacked on Sunday because he doesn't yeah. have that about, ability. About 20. Get... Well, there you go. And and that in and those 18 pressures, 20 well, times. And, and, that, and, you know, there's, there's been talk of, do we put um, Matt Feeler at, at, at right tackle? I don't think that's the right move. You've then got um, Brendan Jamis at left guard putting two, two uh, rookies on, on the left-hand mm. side. I don't think that's going to work. So I think we are going to see more of, of Storm Norton at right tackle, unless anybody else disagrees. Unfortunately, I agree. Unless we bring in the amazing Pipkins. No, thank you. Yeah, um, he's, a, he's a fullback now. Don't try to change his positions. That's not good. <laughs> <at times. laughs> um, one thing I'm interested in is Staley's talked about how they are built defensively to stop other teams exploding down the field. And that might mean allowing the short pass and allowing runs down through the middle. Regardless of that, I can't say how disappointed I am with K9, Kenneth Murray. You know, Dan, you know, is it is he hesitating? What's your thing? Do you think he can bring it back? I, do you think, what do you reckon about him? I do wonder how much the injury in the first quarter mm. of the game last week affected him for the rest of the game. I mean, by the time we got to the final three minutes, he had that amazing hit that we spoke about the other day where he just burst straight through and just bodied Zeke Elliott. Um, so, like, it's there. It's just finding that rhythm. And um, I know Staley has spoken uh, yesterday about figuring out the rotation with players like Drew Tranquil and getting people in there. So I wonder if we'll see a bit more Drew Tranquil this week. Um, uh -huh. I don't know. Are we going to yeah. see more special teams? <laughs> He's his... Look, I, look, I've, 
I, I got a lot of flack for this when I used to come out and talk out against Drew Tranquil saying, look, yeah, he's had some great play, splash plays when he was in there, but he had so it was such a small sample size. I don't actually think he was as good as people thought he was, but they were elevating him to some, you know, all pro level <laughs> linebacker for some reason. I don't know. So and this, you know, defensive minded coach and defensive scheme comes into place. And what do they do? They stick Tranquil on special teams, which is a good place for him. Actually, he's a great special team. He's got that great effort. And it's exactly who I want on my special teams. But they 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 leave him on special teams and he's getting a minimum amount of snaps and linebacker. There's a reason for that. I think, you know, K9 needs to fix some things and clean some things up. I think something that he's had a problem with since college is his vision and really reading and understanding what's going on and making it happen. And you can see it out there. And I think that's the biggest issue with him is I don't know if it was an injury thing per se, because it didn't look to me like he was really favoring anything. To me, it just looked like he didn't know what was going on sometimes. He was shooting the wrong gaps. It looked like he didn't know what his assignment was necessarily. And he just wasn't, it didn't feel like he was in the right position. And again, I don't know. I don't know exactly what their defense is, what he's supposed to do in each set. I'm not that kind of, I I don't know that much about how the defense is lined up and what they're supposed to be doing. But from what I watched when I was watching him out there, he just seemed to be lost on, on various plays. And he seemed to kind of put him, take himself out of the play by shooting the wrong gap or going in the wrong direction, which again, I think he needs to clean up. And if he can clean that up and get his vision back and, and play more instinctually and see what, I think you're going to see that K nine do those kinds of big hits. Like you saw at the end of the game. So. Yeah. I think there's a lot of our defensive players missing on Sunday, John, Joey Bosa didn't have a particularly good game. Uh, two players that did stand out were, were Asante Samuel and, the, the number Rookie one ranked the safety in the NFL, Derwin James, and another phenomenal. He, he missed a tackle, but look, yeah, other than that, he, he was pretty phenomenal. Um, he missed a tackle, mate. He was sent out of SoFi Stadium and fell in Rivers Lake. He was sent <laughs> But look, you know. But he did have that. He, he had that tackle at the end of the first half on that ridiculous rugby style play. <laughs> yeah. He managed to chase Zeke Elliott down and knock him out at the three. Yeah. Thank God. That would have been a yeah. That would have been terrific. That was like <laughs> that would have been more of that. Fourth right and twenty nine. Yeah, that's that was it was similar. <laughs> You're gonna see more of that on Sunday. But I, I my personal view, I don't John, you obviously spoke to the Chiefs yesterday. Are they as worried about us or are they not bothered? Do they think that they've won this game already? Well, I mean, I think something that we've talked about before is that the, the Chargers always play the Chiefs tough. I think, the A, you know, whenever you've got a, a divisional game, especially in the AFC West, it always seems to be, no matter how good one team is and how bad the other one is, it always seems to be closer than it should be. So they've, you know, they were, they're obviously worried and concerned because the Chargers always play them pretty close. And they're obviously very concerned about their red zone defense and defense as a whole. So they're not sure, you know, they're worried about that. They're, they believe it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. So I, I, but I do think that there is an air of, you know, of just confidence. You know, they are the chiefs. They, they do have Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, they look at their loss to the Ravens and really it's, you know, a fumble towards the end of the game there that really was kind of the difference maker. Other than that, they probably win that game. Right. So, I mean, it's hard to say um, if they, if they're how much, you know, doubt is going on. I will say that they did mention that Chiefs Twitter tends to be a little bit more, uh, quote unquote, toxic and seems to really latch on. <laughs> that was the word lot. I'd got in mind. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot more of the negative they seem to latch on to a lot. So there might be a lot of doom and gloom out there, but I think they're saying that the temperature as a whole is confident that the Chiefs are still going to, are still the best team in the division and confident that they'll still win the division and make it to the playoffs. So I don't think they're necessarily worried, but, you know, they know that the Chargers always play them close. So we'll see. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to give them a close game. I think the, the key to me is can we get whoever plays right tackle, probably Storm Norton, help? 
Why aren't we helping him? Because we heard Staley say in preseason that we now know who Pipkins and Storm Norton are. And when if they're out there, we're going to get them help. And then he was on an island getting destroyed by Mika Parsons. Yeah, he came in, didn't he, and helped him. But he, then late on, but that is a le- too late an adjustment. I think that Cook needs to step up. I didn't think he had a particularly good game. Um, I think we need to clean up the penalties. Um, and actually, on the quiet, Nazir Adderley's having quite a nice start to the season. He's he's, he's milliseconds off, but or, or he's there and thereabouts. He's had big hits. He and, um, he and Asante Samuel, I think, broke up a pass into the end zone. Yeah, it was. It was that was an amazing. That, that he, I mean, he leaped out of his shoes. I, yes. I was, I, I didn't think he even had a chance at that ball. Like maybe to tip it and knock it away, which mm-hmm. was I was, which I was hoping for. But he was so high. I'm like, does he? Is he going to intercept that? He didn't. But he was at full. That would have been a hell of an he interception. Tried. He tried. He would have been incredible. Honestly, and I'm really was, impressed. Still, great job covering that and knocking that out. He did a great job. Very impressed with him. So and Kaiser White. On. Don't forget about Kaiser White. I think yeah, Kaiser White's White, having yeah. a really yeah. good, great did he season. The team so tackles, far. I think. This week, or week, uh, week I'll just double check that that sounds right, though. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see more from our front. I want to see more. I, I get we are with we're not stacking the box, we're challenging them to run to stop them going deep. But I want to see might more have from Justin the... Jones back. Um, yeah, I, I take that. I like I Justin Jones was, more than most people. Um, uh, Coach Staley was more, yeah, you say he was more positive about um, Justin Jones than Chris Harris. Oh, that's yeah, I, mean, I think Justin good. Jones is probably more important than Harris right now. Yeah, I think that, so. I think our secondary has enough versatility and talent to cover up holes. Like like this last game, you saw Derwin James playing in the slot a lot, covering. Like we have that ability to do that. So, but yeah, the the defensive front I agree is a real liability right now, and Jerry Tillery is just so bad. I mean, what a bust! I know. I mean, I'm so he's been looking so bad. Linval Joseph is okay, but again, I think his age is really starting to show. Yeah, I think Justin Jones. You know, I think he's a really important player. I don't think he's obvious any kind of a. You know, again, he's probably not going to get named to any All Pro teams or any first teams or second teams on defense. But I think he's really important to this team, and I think what he does provide, I think, slots right nicely into the middle of our defense mm-hmm. uh, and commands a lot of respect and attention, which is what frees up. Joey Bosa or or Nuoso on the outside. Um, so did Nuoso play last week? Because I feel like I don't remember him, seeing. I, I don't even think he. I, I don't think his number got called once. I mean, at least no. not on a penalty, which is good. But <laughs> I, I don't remember hearing his number called once or seeing him out there and going, "Oh, Nuoso's there." Like it was basically looking at Bosa's side and watching Tillery flounder around and getting <sighs> schooled by like third round yeah, tackle and, uh, prospects. I mean, and that's or the... third third string tackles. I'm like, oh. And that, that's a problem, John. If if the Chiefs start hot, we, we spoke about stopping Dallas from getting a quick start, and Dallas did exactly that. They would have scored probably on the second drive last weekend had uh, ASJ not taken that interception. And it's going to be the same again, trying to restrict the Chiefs' tempo, because once Mahomes gets rolling, it's how we're going to stop them and get them off the field, because... we. Once our defense for the last few seasons has a tend, uh, tendency to get gassed, when they start getting tired, the game starts slipping away from us and it puts more pressure on the offense. Um, so I'm just going to be really interested to see who steps up this week because everyone needs a phenomenal game. It's as simple as that, or we're going to get mm-hmm. torched. Yeah, and it needs to start from the front. Bosa needs to bring his A game because I feel as if he's performing below where we would expect him. Melvin Ingram is doing well in Pittsburgh. And without that, you know, with Nwosu and Fackrell coming in as bit part players, nothing from Tillery and no Justin Jones, Bosa, you know, the, the team, I feel as if, you know, a little bit of extra attention and sometimes not, and he's not getting it done. 
Uh, and Bo's had an ankle to... injury as well uh, throughout the week. Yeah. He's, he's had limited practice. So I think there's things to clean up, but I want us to see, you know, where are we going with our predictions? Come on, put it on the line, gentlemen. I'm going to let Dan go first. He looks like he's, he's got a score in mind here. 31-23. I'd watch that. Chiefs. Oh, shot to the heart. Dan, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to make you eat a hat on that one. I'm gonna go now to come. I've got plenty. Your... I'm fine. To be fair, you do. You have to lend me one to eat. <laughs> go on, John. All right. So I think I see I see something similar, I think, because I, I just see the Chiefs throwing up some big numbers because they're in Arrowhead. I think it's gonna be a tough game. I, I mean I easily see them throwing up like 31 points on us, unfortunately. Thankfully, I see the Bolts throwing up an impressive 35 points. That's right. You heard it. Uh, 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 uh. That's why I'm talking about five trips to the red zone and five touchdowns, flipping the narrative and then going eight of 15, which is a much more respectable number. So I see them, the Chiefs continually continuing to fail to stop the Bolts. I see them continuing to fail to stop anyone from scoring in the red zone. And I see a 35 31 victory and a wonderful looking victory brisket come Monday. <laughs> I think that uh, that gnome's been whispering in your ear too much. <laughs> come on, Was. It's going to be a high-scoring game. The over-under is 56.5. Chiefs have scored 68 points through two games. They conceded 65. I've also got the Chargers scoring 35 points. I've got the Chiefs scoring 38. Oh, <laughs> overtime field goal. Oh, again? Why? Why would you do <laughs> Look, the last, look, when we Pretty played cool. the Chiefs in, in, uh, in our first game with Justin Herbert on the centre, it was a close game. Uh, we had the close game a few years ago, uh, Thursday night football, when the Chiefs. Yeah, the Mike Williams two point yeah, conversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we know they're going to come and play hard. We've said that we're going to go and play hard. And I've said, I just thought it was a, it's going to be a three-point game. But I just fancy us to win on each on, on home uh, soil, both games. So Chiefs win this one. We'll take the next one. That's what I fancy. You ready, boys? Hi. Come on, Bez. Okay. 35. Another 35. 17. Charges. Mahomes is, is going to look yeah. ordinary. The D's going to light it up. Asante Samuel's going to get an interception. It's not smash it, them. It's not unheard of. I really don't. I mean, so here's the thing about Mahomes and the difference between him and like a Dak Prescott is Mahomes lives and dies by taking deep shots and, and throws that you would normally not take. But because he has so much success in Kansas City, it overshadows all of the turnovers and potential turnovers, right? He led the league, I think, in dropped interceptions or something like that, right? Or interceptable passes, whatever that mm -hmm. set is, right? He led. He's led the league and or have been at the top of the league every year. It's all those uh, under, think, underhanded, like forward tosses. And, yeah, yeah. He, he makes he makes a lot of throws that should be intercepted, and I think we finally have the talent in our backfield with James Adderley, Asante Samuel, even Mike Davis and Kaiser White. I think we've got the guys out there to capitalize on that and force those turnovers and really kind of. I mean, I don't know if holding them to seventeen would be it would be massively impressive. Uh, but I, I could definitely see that them he's the defense due. really looking great because I mean Mahomes honestly they can't run. Exactly, he's Best, if that result that comes off, I will match your fives, which is about thirty five dollars at the minute. Okay, 
and I'll wear a shirt that's louder than what you're wearing now. I challenge you. <laughs> this. Next, and I got the, the I was the only one that got the exact score for the Cowboys game. So you got to listen to my predictions. <laughs> Um, look, guys, have we got any other comments, previews, uh, any comments before we wrap up? No, just a big shout out to Brian Rick, Chargers win 2021 on Twitter. Um, he, he follows a lot. We, you know, we're not here to compete against other Chargers Twitter handles or podcasts. You know, I think the Chargers uh, fan base is growing despite what people say. Uh, and uh, Brian's always grateful for the stuff that we put out and produce. So thank you very much, Brian. Thanks for listening, Brian. Oh, he's brought the no. Oh, he's back. He's back. What? <laughs> Hello, guys. I've got a good report for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. So, he, Nomeo Greats just wants to tell everyone how great it was to see everybody he saw over at SoFi Stadium for week one, or so I guess week two, but game one. A lot of fun. He also wanted to mention that uh, him and myself did make an appearance with the Always Sunny in Chiefs Kingdom pod. So uh, I'll be featured on their po audio podcast. We've got a little video and audio that we'll add. I think the podcast will do it. And all you guys watching on YouTube, we'll probably kick it over to a small, short little 10-minute YouTube video on that interview. So good insight between uh, what how the Chiefs are feeling and how we're feeling and kind of a little banter back and forth. A little bit of shots fired at uh, the current league uh, – Sorry, division leaders, uh, Raiders and the, and the Broncos. Both with easy games this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, it's just it's just two two fa uh, two sets of fans from bottom dwelling AFC West teams uh, talking about football. It was good fun. I highly I re highly recommend you check them out. Uh, the hosts uh, are are really funny. Uh, Taylor and Austin are great. That's at Taylor at, at Taylor underscore Wit, uh, as well as Real Bird Lawyer. Don't ask me. He's a real lawyer, and apparently he does bird law. But he loves corgis, <laughs> so we had a nice little discussion, at least off air, about the corgi cup, amazing. which was amazing. If you were at SoFi and saw that during halftime, the corgi cup was amazing. Stop That's rubbing it in that we weren't there. <laughs> yeah, thanks, John. Jeez, no problem. Are your ears okay now? Still ringing after the noise? We're good. We're good. Where can we find you all on the socials? Endzone85. You can catch me at Adroid Airs. And you can find me at Nomeo Greats. <laughs> and you can find me at UKLA Chargers. You can find me at Bez the Spaniard. The podcast is at Charged Up Pod. Thank you for listening. Go Bolts. Bye.